Meet Bob Olson. Bob's the author of Answers About the Afterlife and the host of Afterlife TV. A private investigator who began investigating life after death in 1999, Bob now records his interviews with experts, authors, and people who've had extraordinary experiences so he can share it all with you. Enjoy the show. Hi everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. This is where we search for evidence of life after death. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. Today I'm going to be doing a video report. We have different kinds of videos that we offer on Afterlife TV. One is the video conversations where I'm actually interviewing guests about things that they have an expertise about. Video reports are really um, me reporting to you just as I used to do in, after my investigations when I worked for lawyers or, or other people. I would uh, hand in a report at the end, giving all the facts, you know, uh, the evidence and drawing my conclusions. This is what I do with these video reports um, on Afterlife TV. And then we have the experiences category where people talk to us about the experiences that they have had related to the afterlife. Uh, some of the most recent have been about people's near-death experiences. Today's video report is about a question that I often get, um, geez, I, for over a decade now, uh, there probably isn't a week that goes by that someone isn't curious about what happens to people in the afterlife when they have committed suicide. Very difficult subject. Um, for many people, where it really hits home, if you are a suicide survivor, um, you know the depth of grief and, and pain and questions that have gone through your mind. Uh, today I'm just going to talk about the afterlife and answer this one question about what happens to people in the afterlife when they have committed suicide and then gone into the spirit world. The simple answer is that uh, the same thing that happens to the rest of us is what happens to people who commit suicide. They go to the spirit world, they are me immediately immersed in a sense of inner peace, calmness, love, and even joy, probably very contrary to what you might expect. Um, there's no difference just because uh, they took their own life. They go there and they are greeted by um, loved ones in spirit, so people that they knew from this life uh, who greet them and welcome them back home. And it's, it's a joyous experience. It's a wonderful experience, even for people who have committed suicide. It's not until after um, their initial introduction back home that they eventually suffer some of the consequences that come from taking their own life. Uh, we'll talk about that. But what I will say is that since investigating the afterlife and with a, a careful focus on this particular subject, um, since 1999, I have never seen any evidence of hell, and I certainly have never seen any evidence that people who take their own life go to such a place. All right, so I'm going to get that out of the way right now. 
Um, I do want you to know that what I am going to talk about and what I'm going to tell you in terms of the evidence and the conclusions that I have drawn from that evidence about this particular subject matter come from, you know, a guy who uh, thinks like an investigator and therefore comes from a very practical standpoint, all right? So not everybody's going to agree with the answers that I come up with. And one of the reasons for that is that, you know, people have been talking about this subject for years. And uh, sometimes things are taught and they get passed down, down the line and other people adopt what they have said as truth. And therefore, you know, even if it's untrue, these untruths end up getting passed down the line um, for generations. And I like to take these things that have been taught um, in this way and, and sort of put them up to the test and, and throw them aside uh, because I, you know, I don't look at them as truth. I, I like to test them out for myself, look at the evidence that I have gathered and draw my own conclusions. And that's what I hope to inspire uh, you to do as well. Don't take my word for what I'm about to tell you or anything that I tell you on Afterlife TV. Just be inspired to go out and investigate the afterlife for yourself. Um, gather your own evidence and draw your own conclusions. That's what this is all about, all right? But uh, today's answer is all about uh, questioning what other people think happens to people when, uh, in the afterlife after they've taken their own life and, and looking at it from a very practical standpoint. So, all right, so we've already covered that nothing different happens um, initially when they, these people cross over. They've taken their life. They, they go. They're, they're feeling a sense of love and inner peace, and they have a reunion with their, their loved ones in spirit, uh, perhaps their spirit guide or spirit guides. And eventually what happens is they get to the point where they, they have a life review. And, and this is where they're really going to deal with the consequences uh, of their final act, the act that took their life um, by their own hands. And they're going to realize that they're, what, this was a critical error in, in what they did. And they're going to recognize that it was a mistake. And they're going to have many regrets about it. Um, some of the things that they're going to regret is they're going to regret what they missed in terms of what they would have accomplished if they had not taken their life. The things in their lifetime that they came here to do, to learn, to accomplish, that now that they've taken their own life, they're not going to be able to uh, benefit in those ways. They're going to recognize that from a very deep standpoint, uh, a place that would even be difficult for any of us here um, on the physical plane to understand. And it's going to cause a deep, a deep sense of regret within them. Um, they're also going to regret the efforts that were made on their behalf by, by other people in spirit. There are, um, there are people uh, within their soul group who helped them um, plan for this lifetime and within this lifetime people within their soul group who shared this lifetime with them who helped them in many ways there are spirit guides who helped them all along their life before planning planning before their birth 
after their birth, guiding them along the way, helping them to accomplish what they came here to do. Uh, that may be spirit guides, that may be masters, that may be elders. Um, these are all things that I'm not going to really get into in, in terms of defining right now, but um, you can look those things up on the Internet to sort of understand that better. The point being that we do not come into a lifetime um, and plan it, and, and sort of walk through this life all our, on our own. And that's going to be a common theme that you'll hear in many of the videos. We are not alone. We are being guided. And a lot of people helped us to get here, and a lot of people are helping us on the other side while we are here. And so what happens if someone takes their own life, they get back to the spirit world, there's, you know, there's a sense of regret, even maybe a sense of shame for... Um, for taking uh, away, you know, what they had hoped to accomplish, as I said earlier, but not just from their own standpoint, but also because all these other people, these other souls helped them um, along the way and, and made so much effort on their behalf. And now, you know, it's not going to get finished out the way they had planned. Um, the third type of regret uh, that, that is probably the worst of all of them is the 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 grief and anguish that is caught that that a person who commits suicide causes their loved ones here uh, who remain on the physical plane um, and, and have to deal with the loss their loss and in the spirit world we don't deal with time but uh, that soul who took his or her own life recognizes that their loved ones here on earth um, certainly do deal with time and they recognize that for many of them uh, getting over and dealing getting over their death and dealing with their grief in this way is going to uh, take a lot of time uh, if they get over it at all and so there's a lot of regret there's a lot of suffering that comes along with watching your loved ones um, uh, suffer in this way uh, because of something that you did. And that, that's true for anything we do. Certainly, it's true in, this, in, the, in the case of suicide. So, you know, uh, people who take their own lives uh, carry the weight of their suicide forever, recognizing that we are eternal beings. This is something that uh, the soul um, is going to learn from, and from, from having done that. You're going to learn from it. You're going to learn from that experience the experience even in the spirit world dealing with all the things that I just talked about and um, but because of that it actually becomes a benefit if you know what I mean every experience that we have here on earth whether good bad positive negative however you want to call it is something that we learn and we grow from as souls so while we judge them here as that's good and that's bad, um, really, you know, it's more of a positive-negative type of experience when you cross over and get uh, into the spirit world. And you don't really judge it in that way. You just recognize that that is something that happened that, you know, that changed you in some way. And, and we learn and grow from every experience, regardless of whether it is positive or negative. Um, I do want to sort of dispel uh, a myth, uh, but 
I understand why so many people have said it. There is, there's this idea that people who commit suicide go into the spirit world and they sort of exist in this hospital-like setting where um, other spirits, you know, compassionate souls uh, who maybe understand what they're going through or who uh, have a certain proficiency in helping people uh, with this sort of thing, take care of them and that, you know, it takes a long time for them to rebuild their energy so that they can, you know, recover from their suicide. There's some truth to that in that um, when we have our life review process, no one in the spirit world is judging us because of anything that we did and certainly not uh, the suicide, the act of taking our own life. And so in that way, there are people who will help us uh, get through the regrets and the shame and, the, and the, the anguish that I talked about a moment ago, um, but not in a hospital-like setting. And this is where, you know, me coming from a place of practicality um, really um, shows its face because... I think when these things are said, and if they are said by people in spirit through mediums or they said by people who have had near-death experiences and come back, one of the uh, things that I've learned in talking with people who have had near-death experiences, one, uh, my most recent, which is um, uh, an interview I did with Anita Morjani, who had an incredible near-death experience, they talk about um, the fact that everything is happening at the same time, that there is no time in the spirit world, and that because of that, um, people have to make interpretations when they try to explain what it's like there so that we, as physical beings, can understand it. So uh, I think this is why these ideas of these hospital settings and stuff are, are talked about and, and, and taught by some people because it just helps us to better understand it from our own human terms. But um, it brings me to the next, uh, the next very important point, which is a little, so we're getting a little more in depth here uh, with this discussion about suicide, is that we as souls are multi-dimensional beings, okay? And when I say souls, I want you to understand the way that I think of some of, these ter some of this terminology. I believe that um, my soul exists in the spirit world, always stays in the spirit world. Um, part of my soul then experiences the lifetime that I'm having, and I would call that my spirit. My spirit comes with me. My spirit is in my body is connected to my soul in the spirit world. So you might say that the soul is the higher self. Some people might say that. And that when this physical body dies and I cross over and go back home to the spirit world, it is my spirit that will travel back and then remerge with my soul. And my soul then is going to take all those experiences and gain from that, grow from that, um, and uh, but intermerse it with all the other experiences that um, my soul has had 
through hundreds, probably thousands of lifetimes, okay? So when I say that our souls are multidimensional beings, the point that I'm trying to make is that our dimensions, um, there, there are dimensions of our soul that have nothing to do with our suicide, all right? If we commit suicide, we get back to the spirit world, we mer our spirit merges with our soul, and there are so many dimensions to that soul, to our soul, that has absolutely nothing to do with that suicide, partially because we've had, probably had thousands of lifetimes. We're talking about one lifetime, and within that lifetime, we're only talking about one act, that final act that took our life and brought us back into the spirit world, okay? So you recognize when you look at it from this perspective, really that it's in, in the case of eternity, in the case of uh, looking at thousands of lives, it's a very small fraction of what we are all about, what our souls are all about. Um, so... At the same time, um, our soul, even if we look at this one lifetime, all right, that last act, that act of taking our own life, while significant and very important and, and, and as I said earlier, ha brings its own consequences that we will have to deal with, we also have other dimensions that took place within that lifetime, other things that we did, many other things that we did, accomplishments, uh, acts of kindness, uh, things that we learned, things that we accomplished, just wonderful things that we did during the course of that lifetime that are not erased by the fact that we took our life uh, they're not erased by this, this one final act. So, you know, we don't go and, and have a wonderful lifetime where we're, a, you know, a kind and gentle and caring and compassionate and generous human being take our life because of some horrible thing that we're going through um, and then have all of that erased because we did that one bad thing. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does make sense to you. Because from a practical standpoint, again, this makes a lot of sense to me. And again, I'm not going to get into the details of all the evidence that I've seen over the years, but this is the conclusions that I have come to based on the evidence that I have seen from hundreds of readings, uh, private readings with psychic, psychics uh, and mediums, especially mediums, and... Uh, and readings that I've watched with other people that probably amount into the thousands when I've gone to uh, live demonstrations and watched several people uh, and within a couple hours get, get readings from a medium, um, as well as, you know, all the other experiences I, I have had with channels, with uh, past life regressionists, with life between lives regressionists, um, all those experiences and more, uh, gave me the evidence to come up with these conclusions and and so this is why I'm sharing all with you so one of the things that you just want to recognize is that no one commits suicide unless it's a potential for them alright so this is another the next level uh, that I want to get to and, and help you understand is that 
We pre-chart our lives before we come here, all right? So as souls, we don't do it alone. We have, we have help with guides and masters and elders. We have, we have help with other, other people in, in, in our soul group even who help us plan this lifetime. And in planning this lifetime, we recognize what the potentials are going to be. And if someone has taken their life, they've committed suicide, then the potential for them to take their life existed. All right? Think about that for a moment. Because you all know people who would never, ever even think they would never consider ever taking their life. All right? There are people who it just would never cross their mind. They just couldn't imagine it. They couldn't ever get themselves to do it. Uh, it's just not within their, their genetic makeup, you might say. All right? And yet other people... Uh, it is. Other people uh, had suicidal thoughts, suicidal, what they call suicidal ideation from, from even as, uh, as a early, as a young child. And, and so this is part of their makeup. And, and what this means is that um, the potential existed uh, as they came into this life that they might take their lives one day. Now, why would they do that? They would do that because it was an experience that their soul knew that they would learn and grow from, okay? So they recognized, their soul recognized that they're going to put that potential within that, that body, within that person, because that is something that they perhaps never experienced before, or perhaps they wanted to try to experience again and maybe do it in a different way, um, or perhaps they have have been on the other side of it um, as uh, as as someone who lost someone because of suicide, and and maybe for karmic reasons or just you know for the benefit of knowing what that experience is all about because I do believe that's the purpose of life is just to have experiences to experience. Multi, different facets of, of every possibility from experiencing hate, experiencing love, experiencing health, experiencing sickness, experiencing joy, experiencing sadness, loneliness, wh whatever you want to call it. Experience both sides of every possibility. And in this lifetime, the person who took their own life had the potential within them because it was something that their soul was willing to experience because they knew that they would learn and grow from it. Does that make sense to you? Um, having said that, you recognize that we're all connected. And so all the people that are within that person's life, every, all the friends, all the family members who are now grieving the loss of their loved one who took their own life, those people came into their life knowing that the potential existed, that they were going to have that experience, that, that they might grieve the loss, they might experience the loss of this person, of their friend, of their loved one, um, because that person took their own life. They committed suicide. So, so you can see the infiniteness of how all this works, that... We, nothing happens by accident. Now, having said that, and we talked a little bit about the pre-birth options, I took some notes here so I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't forget anything. 
Um, when we when we pre-chart our lives in this way, there's only one variable that we can't account for, and that is the variable that we don't know how we're going to react in in the face of any one challenge, and that's because we have free will, and free will overrides all, which is what makes coming and having a lifetime as a physical being so enthralling to souls, all right, because we want to see how we'll react in the face of challenge, really, I mean, in a, in a way that is, that is the, the human condition. Um, uh, what choices will we make in the face of the challenges that we are faced with? And uh, free will allows us to to make those choices so that no one is destined to commit suicide it's not one's fate to do that only the potential exists and they get to choose whether or not they're going to actually do that or not now there are benefits to that soul if they choose not to great benefits probably better benefits <laughs> from uh, from our point of view, if we want to look at you know the good and the bad, and as I said, in the spirit world, they don't. Uh, they don't judge things in that way. But uh, there are benefits to, to making that choice to not take their own life and continue on and accomplish the thi- all the things that they hope to accomplish during the course of their lifetime. But if they do not, if they do fall to the temptation of suicide, they... They are not, uh, therefore, suffering an eternal hell as a result of it. All right? What I want to also mention, and I'm just going to touch upon this briefly, is that there are so many variables that one needs to take uh, into account here, that one needs to factor. And so when it comes to free will there is a certain level of accountability. So when you're having your life review and you're dealing with the regret and the shame and the, uh, you know, the consequences of having taken your own life, some of the variables that are going to that are going to be looked at by uh, your spirit guides and by if you know the people who are helping you through your life review uh, might be the council of elders. Uh, some people know them as. Some of the variables they're going to look at is what was what was going on with you at that time. So if you were dealing with a mental illness, the the culpability uh, might not be as great. You know, if you were under the influence of bipolar disorder, we'll say, or schizophrenia, then uh, which led you to to do what you did. Obviously free will was being influenced uh, in, in that way. Same, the same is true for people who are suffering with addictions. All right? if, you're, if you're high on some drug and you make that choice to take your own life, yes, you made that choice to take the drug. You made the choices that led you to become a, a drug addict. So you're going to deal with that. Um, the suicide itself might have a little less... Um, little less culpability or you know impact um, and you might feel a little less of some of those things we talked about earlier because of the fact that the drugs were a factor 
in your making that choice. Um, but then there's other things, you know, that we all have to consider. There are people who take their own lives because they're dealing with a long and painful suffering, you know, even if it's a long, slow death. Some people know that they're about to die, and hasten that um, transition uh, with drugs or however they may do it, um, just so that the, the suffering doesn't, isn't prolonged unnecessarily, uh, or just the fact that they can't possibly bear to go on any longer. Um, that too is a suicide, but it's not the same as someone, you know, committing suicide uh, because, you know, they did something that they're really ashamed about and they don't want to have to face the consequences. Uh, same is true if someone is uh, a prisoner of war and they're being tortured on a daily basis with, you know, no hope for ever um, uh, getting out of that situation. They might take their own lives, and in that situation, they're going to deal with it differently than, than you might if, you know, like I said, if you decided to to commit suicide just to punish your girlfriend who broke up with you, you know, that sort of a thing. All right. So I want to finish up by just summarizing that we are multidimensional uh, beings uh, as souls. Um, we will deal with some of the, re the regrets uh, for, for taking our own lives. We're going to deal with that and, and for different reasons, as I mentioned at the beginning. But there's also uh, an acceptance um, when, we, when, we, when we cross over and go back to the spirit world and an understanding that, that suicide was always a potential for us, okay? It was part of our makeup, um, uh, and, and we knew that when we came into this life. Uh, it was a potential that our soul chose. Um, and, and that... That one act, and this is, you know, I think it's just so very important for you to understand if, if, you're, if you're a survivor of someone who took their own life, is that your loved one is not only focusing and concentrating on that one act um, that took their life. They are recognizing that they had a whole lifetime of wonderful things that they did, um, accomplishments and kind acts and loving moments and many things of which they are proud other things that they're probably not so proud but this is just one act of many in the course of that lifetime and one act of uh, in an in infinite number of acts within the course of maybe hundreds or thousands of lifetimes knowing that we are all eternal spiritual beings okay so if you're if you're worried that your loved one is suffering um, as a result of it know that it's 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 a wonderful thing for you to try to f understand why they took their life to begin with and if you can find it within your heart to forgive them I think that would be great for you as well as them um, that certainly is something that so many people in spirit have communicated through mediums uh, that they would like their loved ones to do is to forgive them for what they did. Um, and, uh, and it frees you as well. It frees you to, you know, one of the best things you could possibly do is do some studies on, on suicide and understand why people commit suicide. The one thing that I know uh, that, that 
many people misunderstand is that, you know, I've heard, I've heard the phrase, I don't know how he could do that to me. How could he do that to me? And the, and the truth is that in most cases, in the throw, when someone is in the throes of uh, uh, a suicidal act, they're not thinking about their loved ones at all. They're thinking, they're very focused, they're hyper-focused on whatever issue, whatever challenge, whatever problem that they're dealing with at that very moment. And they see it as though it is just unbearable that there's no escape from it. They are unable to recognize that it is a temporary problem and that they're choosing a solution that is permanent. And usually it's, you know, something that they do quite impulsively. And even impulsively, you know, sometimes people plan it, but I mean impulsively in the course of, um, uh, you know, days or weeks or even a couple of months. But it's an impulsive act where they're not really able to think about how it's going to affect others. They're only thinking about themselves. And uh, But where they are now, there are plenty of time to think about uh, how it affects others. And, and they're doing their best, I can assure you, from all the evidence that I have seen, to try to make up for that, um, to help you get through what you're, you're experiencing from the other side. And one of the best things you could do is just, you know, set up a reading with a medium, communicate with them, uh, talk about the suicide, talk about your feelings with it. You don't even have to go to a medium to tell your loved ones uh, how you feel about it. They already know. But, um, but if you can find it in your heart to pray for them, send them love, send them forgiveness, uh, that's one of the best things that you can do. Again, not only for them, but for yourself as well. I hope that um, this has been helpful to you, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, come back to Afterlife TV at afterlifetv.com whenever you get an opportunity. Thanks. That's all for another fantastic Afterlife TV episode. Bob couldn't be happier. If you enjoyed this episode as much as Bob, please leave a comment on afterlifetv.com, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And don't forget to check out Bob's book, Answers About the Afterlife. Thanks for watching Afterlife TV.